Hello and welcome to the No Holds Barred Witchcraft podcast. We've got another treat, another interview. Paul's back. Now, for those that don't know, Paul was actually one of the most popular downloads that we've had recently. So that's good. Well done, Paul. Hello and how are you? Thank you. I did not know that. That's the first time I've heard that. That's quite <laughs> touching, flattering. Thank you. I'm doing very well. Thank you. That's it's good. a uh, it's a cold, dreary winter day in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, USA. <laughs> so this 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 episode is going to be a little bit different because obviously we're going to try our best to actually stick to a subject. So you're going to force me and Chris to stick to tarot today because, of course, Chris despises tarot in every possible. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe maybe I'll win him over. We'll see. Yeah, so you're gonna win. You're gonna win him over. Um, so today's episode's about tarot. Obviously, you are of what we'd probably say an expert in tarot. You have used it a lot to a higher level than just the pull the card out and look up in the book what it means. I'm presuming. <laughs> That's a that's an accurate presumption. Yeah, through through lots of years of despising that way of reading the tarot, actually. So, so Paul's not a McDonald psychic, everyone. <laughs> hashtag McDonald psychics. Yeah, hashtag McDonald psychics. So, how did you get involved with tarot? Did you did you were you born with a tarot deck? When did you start to discover it? And, you know, <laughs> did you pop out with one in your hands? Oh, I, I, <laughs> Quite frankly, I should have. And I think there's some sort of, surely there's some sort of past life connection or something. When I was a little boy, we would go to the library. That was what we did in the 60s and 70s. There was no real, there was not an iPad <laughs> in the 60s and 70s to entertain yourself. So we went to the library and I was always um, attracted by occult books. And I, my parents didn't care. They were pretty a-religious, so they didn't care. Um, they thought it curious, but they didn't care. So I would check these books out and I was enamored with anything occult, but I was particularly enamored with the Tarot. And in those books, a lot of the times the pictures were of the Tarot de Marseille, or as we say in English, the Marseille Tarot, um, which has a very distinct and one would say primitive look to it. And I was fascinated now, you couldn't find the Tour de Marseille in the United States then. There's no way. You could find other decks. You, wouldn't, you could never find that deck. And there was no internet. So I drew my own. Oh, I wow. Down, yeah, I sat down and I cut out cardboard and I looked at the pictures and I drew my own deck and colored it in myself. Just in, I just colored it intuitively. There was no sense of esoteric color symbolism. I didn't know what I was doing. I was nine 10. So do you still have this deck? Uh, because I want to I want to call dibs. <laughs> Unfortunately, I, I have no idea what happened to that deck. But uh, that was my first tarot deck. And I would do readings for my friends and uh, brothers and sisters and cousins and such. Didn't know what I was doing. But <laughs> so did you do that intuitively? So you didn't get the book and then explain you know, go on, it wasn't, it wasn't like you found a tarot book in the library, they explained it, you literally did it from the intuitive way first as a child. A hybrid, because some of the books did say, you know, la force means this, le batelure okay. means this. 
Um, so I was like, okay, I'll follow your, your, um, your religion. It was the minors that were a bit tricky. Yeah. Because there's no cartoon scene on those. Mm. Um, so I had to figure out, well, how am I going to do this? I mean, so I kind of used numerology plus suit. That was kind of what I tended to do. So um, the two of cups was um, the number two in the realm of cups. That's how, that's okay. how I So yeah, obviously with cool. the Marseille deck, that is literally the first one that you started using then really. It really was. So did you ever get persuaded to start using others? Because I've noticed for a lot of readers and that they like to collect decks and you, what, what is it about the Marseille that you feel you have to use that instead of other ones? Right. Well, as I moved on into middle school, we call it in America, I don't know what you guys call it in middle schools, uh, grades six, seven, eight, and then high school, nine, 10, 11, 12. Um, I needed a deck and all I could find was the Rider Waite Smith. And right. the, so I did it. I got him and I made peace with it. I didn't really like it. I, and I felt, I felt a bit like a, just a cheap circus act with, with that uh, because I would lay down the cards and there was these cartoons, especially on the minors. And I'm like, this is so dumb. You know, like, oh, you know, there's this picture of, you know, on the six of swords, there's this picture of the, on the rider weight of, this woman in a shawl riding on a boat. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, this is so stupid. I, so, <laughs> because I, so what am I going to tell the client? Either A, uh, you're going on a water trip, which seems stupid. Or, and, and I think actually on the James Bond movie, 007, uh, what was that called? It was with Jane Seymour as, solitaire when she laid down the six of swords for the the villain she said ah he's coming by water so, <laughs> yeah thought, what? so um anyway i i didn't like it at all but i did it so i read the yeah. writer Wright smith and i did i did the thought but i didn't like it and then finally I, I kept looking for ways to get more Marseille tech decks and how to interpret them. And that research took me down a whole rabbit hole. And I, I'm, now a, I'm now a true believer, I guess, in, in the Tour de Marseille. I, there's very particular reasons why I think it's a superior reading uh, modality, in my opinion. Okay. Is that because of the, the actual way in which you interact with the cards or is it the, the actual deck itself? So is it the fact that the deck forces you to adopt a slightly more complex, deeper method as opposed to just using intuition and stuff? Or is it actually there's something about the deck? Both. So okay. first of all, the iconography lends itself to a more... Uh, a more accurate scientific interpretation. And, you okay. know, in the method I teach it, you learn, oh, that's why I can say what I can say. So people think the Tarot de Marseille is very primitive. So why would I use that? Why wouldn't I use the unicorn tarot, the hmm. cat tarot, or any tarot that um, has more florid, just more imagery? 
I view all that imagery as noise. It's just noise. And so when you line up cards in a tableau on the Tour de Massé, you don't have that noise. You have images that are very primitive and they repeat themselves. And they repeat and they vary. And when you look at the repetition and the variance, those are metaphors. And those metaphors become scientific ways of saying what you're, what you're saying. So there's a method to it because you have to do it in a way where you can have the cards interact, but you also need a deck where the images are primitive enough where a sword is a sword and it varies or a lion is a lion or a dog is a dog, and it, but it does yeah. vary. Or a wheel is a wheel, but, but it varies and it's that variance. It's like those old cartoon books that you used to, did you ever make those as a kid? Little you, flick books. Yeah. The what? A little flick book. Yeah, the little flip books. You flip, 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 and the and the character that moves yeah. like this. It's this. It's the exact same way. You 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 watch the images move, and that movement is your metaphor. Now, sometimes it's quite literal. Sometimes a wheel is a wheel. Sometimes a sword is a sword. But for the most part, uh, the images on the Tour de Massé are icons that that point to something modern because we don't typically interact with swords, <laughs> typically. So do you like Tarot Method because of the storytelling? Is that what it is? Yeah, you're, you're really looking at building a sentence structure. It's mm. not in the method I use with the Tour de Massé, which lends itself quite well to it. You don't have static positions where this mm. is this is this position and this is this and this position means your challenge and this position means this and this position means that because you're depriving yourself of a linguistic interplay between the cards that you would never have if 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 you didn't have them all interacting in the tableau you've got to see them actually as characters on a stage and they're mm. all interacting and you get a much superior reading that way because then you're not sitting with your querent saying okay, here's your future, one card. Mm. Yeah. Or here's your past, one card. So no, no, uh, no. it's a very interactive method. And, and then they, the querent can see it. The client can look at it and go, wow, I see the stage play. Wow. Mm. You're not making, you're not pulling this out of your ass, which is what we're no, accused no. of sometimes. We're accused sometimes of just making it up. Like we're sitting there having a reading and we say, hang on, I'm getting messages from the spirit world. And people go, okay. So you're guiding the, the client through the reading. Because I've noticed you said before, I think last time when we spoke to you, um, that you sit the client next to you instead of across the table as well. So is it literally a, a case of you start off with one aspect, you know, one, one card, and then you start spreading out and take the client on that journey and show them, this is why I'm doing this, this is why I'm doing that, this is what this means, as opposed to just, like I think you get a lot with psychics, they just start going on and on and on and information just spills from their mouths. Right, and in, in, the, in the method I learned, and there's, there's a main teacher I learned it from, and then there's some people who have um, added in some good stuff. In the method I learned, Anything coming out of your mouth is bullshit unless you can back it up right. with the image, images on the card. And you cannot just be saying bullshit. Uh, 
so you have to be able to um, say, this is why I'm saying what I'm saying. And you have to be able to say, this is why I'm not sure. Because okay. this could mean two different things that I'm unclear. Then you collaborate with your client and say, I'm seeing two possibilities here. What resonates with you? It's a very collaborative. Uh, so it's you don't try to perform parlor tricks. Or look at me. Look what I know. Miss Cleo has all the answers. Right. Um, <laughs> although clients walk away thinking, quite frankly, that was a supernatural experience. I mean, I can't tell you how many times they walk away and go, my God, how did you know that? Or how did the cards know that? Most of the time people walk away and say the cards elucidated precisely what I was intuitively thinking. <laughs> but I didn't have the courage to just lay it out there. Yeah. So where does the magic come from? The actual bit that makes it work? Is it, cause obviously some people will say, oh, tarot cards, they're super magical. They have a life of their own. Other people will say, well, they're just cards with images. You know, some people will say, well, it's the way that the deck gets shuffled. It's you as a psychic that's, that's honing in on it. It's, other people say it's the method, like astrology, they'll say that it's really, really scientific and that actually all of the laws and that is what makes the magic, what gives you the results. So where do you feel with the method or methods that you use? What is it that actually makes the reading work? Uh, okay, well, that's, of course, a matter of your metaphysical model. But where I land on that and where my teachers land on that is that it's all a matter of Google translation. So there's a supernatural force that's communicating with you and you happen to be laying down cards. You could lay down bones. You could lay down, what else? Um, what else have been divine throughout the ages? Intestines. Intestines, you could, you could look at the, you could lay down anything. Yeah. And the, the for, whatever this force is, is saying, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm showing up, great. Um, and it communicates through, through the image, through the method that you're using. Now, because the method I learn has laws, there's about 13 of them, laws that you follow. Because it has laws, now you have a language. Now you have syntax. Once you have syntax, you're not pulling stuff out of your butt. You're saying, I'm following the laws. I could still be wrong, but um, I at least can back up what I say by law. Uh, so I'm willing to be wrong, but I will follow the, the linguistic laws of how I'm getting to where I'm getting to. Okay, so obviously you've said about having a mentor or a teacher, but also you've obviously evolved with Tarot and used it from a young age. So was there an actual point where you thought that everything clicked and you really thought that your Tarot reading ability went to that next kind of level? Right. Yeah. Um, I think that was in the 90s. Um, I was constantly researching more scientific ways to read the tarot that weren't so fluffy um, and certainly weren't anchored in the Rider-Waite-Smith or the Thoth tarot. And that's where I came across the big kahuna teacher, Philippe Camois, who's in Paris. He's, a, he's not quite in Paris anymore but he was in Paris at the time doing classes. And uh, I speak French, so I could make this work. And I kind of turned into a stalker, to be honest with you. 
and nice. I, and I and I stalked him and I looked at his website, which was very limited on what he revealed. And he was very much known as a very secretive teacher. And uh, and I get it. I understand that. But he was super secretive. And through my stalking, I befriended his American English translator who lived in Japan. So I befriended him. And then I also befriended his Spanish who lived in Barcelona, his Spanish teacher who now lives in Dallas, Texas. So <laughs> we've met and become great friends. So I basically said, I'm going to get this damn method down even though Philippe Camois is being secretive and he, he wouldn't release a book. It was, uh, everyone was just so annoyed. And, and of course the Tarot community, especially the Tarot de Marseille community was annoyed with him because he seemed secretive and arrogant and all this stuff. And I didn't really give a shit. I was just thinking, I just I want, want the method. method, man. Yeah. Just your method. I don't, I don't want to get involved in all these politics. So anyway, they, they finally hooked me up with him and I had a, I had a series of conversations with him by Skype and he's, his English is crap. So <laughs> I had to carry it. Um, and my his French is intermediate, not advanced. So we did the best we could, but I asked him, I'm like, okay, I've got you on the phone. Here we go. I've got 20 questions. And I got I got the method down. And then um, I checked, I checked in with my uh, American friend in Japan, and I checked in with my friend in Barcelona and said, what am I missing? The one promise I made to Philippe Camois was I said, I would not go. I said, because he said, I, I'm reluctant to tell you what I know because so many of my students go off and they they form their own internet communities and publish it. And I did tell him, I said, well, that's partly your fault, sir, mm -hmm. because you're slow, yeah. but still <laughs> I'll respect that. And so I never published it. Well, now, now his book is out. His book is out in French and Spanish. And so now, you know, I feel, I feel comfortable talking about it because I, yeah, I'm not breaking a promise. Did he ever say why he didn't want to release the information then? Because obviously he, he must have taught one or two people. Right. And he was also teaching classes too. So I'm sure part of it was to keep teaching classes. Um, he also expressed he was concerned about it being bastardized by getting mm. out there into the large community, which I, I can appreciate. So I, I think he, and also he had a strong sense of mystical timing. So okay. he, was, he felt like it wasn't mystically the time, <laughs> but he did tell me, he said, well, when it's time, uh, I would think of you as the one American who knows the method. And I thought, oh, just stroke my ego, man. <laughs> <laughs> so so we, have, you... we haven't talked since, but uh, anyway, that was a pretty rewarding experience. So have you read the book that he released in French yes. then? Mm -hmm. And how, how was that? Do you feel that it, because some of these books, particularly occult books, you can't really write everything down in a book, can you? And there's a lot of gaps that you need to fill in yourself by doing the work, that sort of thing. How do you think that he did with the book? Is it structured in such a way that someone, if they did speak French, could pick it up and run yeah. with it? Or is there still yeah. some secrets missing? Oh, there's secrets missing, but that's quite deliberate. 
And he, okay. and he made no bones about it. He said, look, more books are coming and I'm going to explain this, 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 and this, and this, and this. Um, he is a very clear teacher and his graphics are very delicious. And he's, it's a, it was well, well done. Um, but you, you do leave that book realizing you're just going to have to practice it. Yeah. You're just going to have to get in there. You're going to get on the bike and that's how you're going to learn how to ride the bike. Uh, so, and there's a lot of mystical stuff that he's leaving out. Like, does the Tarot have a mystical message? He, he says, oh, yes, it does. Uh, stay tuned. <laughs> Coming soon. Oh, he's, he's a man after my own heart. <laughs> so um, I, have, I haven't talked with him since, but um, I've heard that he's, he's in his hermit stage and He's still writing, and I just have a lot of respect for him. He gets a lot of crap in the Tarot community on the internet. I see just a lot of forums just go after him, and I just think it's, I think he's a brilliant teacher, and he just doesn't deserve the crap he gets. Mm -hmm. um, oh, and why does he get the crap? Because he stood up and he said, I discovered something really, really unique and interesting. Yeah. Um, and people come at him. There's been other teachers since then. There's an American named Enrique Enriquez out of New York City, who I uh, connected with, reads close to, not quite, but certainly reads, he reads the Tarot de Massey only. And Camelia Elias, I think she's in, she was in Norway, but she might be in Denmark. Anyway, she's got classes. She has a, a, a series called Read Like the Devil. And by okay. that, she means, she means read boldly and with courage and precision. And like, you know, on the devil card, le, le diable on the tarot, his tongue's out. And so there's this idea of just stick your tongue out and just get out there and say what you see in the cards and fuck it. And I just- so it can be very harsh readings. It's not yeah, a fairy angel reader. Right, <laughs> right. I don't think I have. I right. I suppose I feel like I have to defend myself now, because I'm forever yeah. going on and on about how how much I hate tarot. Um, but it's not, which is which is not entirely true. I don't hate tarot. I hate tarot readers. Yeah, um, more likely. <laughs> it's so you know. I don't blame the tool. It's the tools that read the tool that's the problem. Um, but it's just one of those kind of like you know. I, I love it in the fact that it is the language and I kind of I've loved how you've talked about it in that way that kind of riding syntax and uh, you know the, the the beautiful ways that they can flow what I think what disappoints me is most people don't get that when they learn tarot yeah. because there's a book for them to read they feel that there is a defined way of reading tarot um, and I just I think that's what I find most limiting about these tarot readers um, and bearing in mind most of them have never touched the Marseille they've never touched the the Thoth or the uh, they might have they might have had the Ride Awake but they'd have had some watered down version that was sold in you know one of these dollar stores as um, where you can get and it comes complete with a book and you can get it for a couple of a couple of quid and then that's it um, they never pick necessarily pick up another book since they just decide that that's the one that it works because it came with the deck that they were reading um you know and it just kind of like because i so 
quite early on, I actually switched over to something. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with them. You might be as a um, psychoanalyst, but is the um, is psychards. Yeah. And I actually switched over to psychards quite early on in my kind of tarot life, um, mainly because they didn't cut. Well, it had a little pamphlet, but I wouldn't have called it a book. Um, yeah. And that's what I loved about it was the fact that it didn't come with one. So every time I handed a, a deck to somebody, it was like, um, you know, I'd pull the pull the pamphlet out and go, yeah, you've got to use these without pamphlet. There's no pamphlet. Um, and it was just to make make people actually go from an intuitive point of view. Um, you know, I was quite lucky. Uh, some of the first times I was read by somebody else uh, and like a, a professional as opposed to friends and whatever, um, was a, a psychic medium. So she kind of used a version of the Grand Tableau, but mainly because it had come from, um, you know, she'd been taught by kind of a gypsy fortune teller kind of uh, types. So they use, they still use this kind of their version, I guess, of um, of the Grand Tableau, which essentially rather than the, the traditional limitations that they put on it with the Lenormand, but the actually using the entire deck is laid down. Um, so it was just kind of, um, yeah. So for me, it was quite interesting um, because working with her, she didn't really read the cards as tarot. Um, they were just, it was just a painting, kind of what you describe when you kind of, whenever I think of Grand Tableau, I kind of think of either uh, a map, a map full of coordinates or a painting it's kind of somewhere between the two um, that the the entire picture is there and you just look at it from different perspectives in order to try and find the best answer, um, which I, I imagine is probably why you like it, that kind of scientific way of uh, approaching it at every angle until you've got the answer that you are comfortable with. Um, but with her, it was a case of, it was a distraction. So I've offers, I've, um, obviously described this whenever teaching people um, is that actually you know even when you stop using cards if you're not a traditional tarot reader and you want to step away and it's just a method of psychic art then in that form um, that they still keep using the tarot after and the main reason they keep using the tarot is because it's comfortable and it makes the person there in front of you not to the side but in front of you um comfortable enough that they let down their walls and allow you to connect to them so because it's what they expect to see so there's uh that's it's kind of for me it's that balance of the two of most readers you meet are not proper tarot readers um and i suppose that's why it's kind of left it dirty for me um and why I'm quite happy to talk shit about it all the time. Mm -hmm. But that's mainly because it's, like I say, it's not the tarot itself. The tarot, is, as, a, as, a, as a set, um, as, a, uh, as, as a tool, is incredible. Um, it's one of those, kind of, because the imagery is there and it's so personal, um, that allows you to connect in ways that you don't have uh, with other methods. Like there is nothing personal about when you have runes. Uh, runes literally will, you know, tell you exactly what it is and that's it. Like there's no, uh, there's no softness. There's no finesse. It is, 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 is a punch in the gut. Um, this is what you should be doing and why aren't you doing it already? Um, whereas you don't, 
like the spirits there. Sounds very Mike. Sounds very Mikey. Yeah, so it, you know, it's it's too it's you know throat cutting stuff. Whereas I find the tarot because of the kind of ways it's travelled through kind of Italy and France and what the Renaissance did to it, kind of has got that kind of finesse about it, that eloquence that you don't see in other other um, methodology, like you know, use I Ching or anything like that. They don't. They they're so different uh, in their approaches. Mm-hmm. um you know throwing bones again completely different method whereas what i quite like about what you're talking about is this kind of it's taken tarot beyond the art form it almost into a science uh it seems to feel like that's where you're kind of going with it yeah. um you know correct me if i'm wrong but yeah like, yeah you, know, you don't see it um it's it's always described as the art of tarot and you just kind of like whereas whereas actually the, this what's fascinating me so much about the method you use is is that kind of opposite side that kind of scientific very occulty way of looking at it even though it's not commanding spirits or other other parts that you associate with the occult if that makes sense right and, and i've just rambled no, that's you did. You rambled on for <laughs> fucking ages. Then clearly, you were really trying to defend yourself, weren't you? <laughs> um, as an aside, you should really see the movie. It's an American movie called The Gift, with mm-hmm. Kate Blanchett and Keanu Reeves. She uses side cards. It's a tough movie because it's tragic. It's about domestic violence, but she's a psychic in a small American town and she reads she only uses side cards and they are just as you say they are a distraction for her to focus that's it there we go mm-hmm. that's it we are now out of time but if you want to watch the full video edition of this join the patreon